Welcome to Fold in the Cheese, the recipe for fantasy football success. We are your hosts, two average dudes, watched a lot of football, played a lot of fantasy football, and our wives told us to get real jobs. And uh, we said pass. We'd much rather talk about football instead, so here we are. Uh, this is a podcast for those who are just starting in the fantasy football. We want to bring some knowledge to help you get started. We'll be here along with you on the whole journey throughout the season, checking in, checking in with players and seeing who we should sit, who we should start, all that fun stuff. And for those who are a little more advanced, don't worry, we got some stuff for you too. Yeah, so if you're a casual fantasy player and you're tired of not winning, we're going to change that for you. If you never played before and you feel like, hey, I think I'd like to play this and I think I'd like to win my first time through, we're here for you too. Let's make this happen. Get some W's. Let's get it. Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy K Troll on the mic this morning. It is Thursday. It is bombing down snow here in Nash Vegas. It's a blizzard up in here. And people probably won't be able to leave their houses, which happens in the South. But I am joined this morning by the Chubbs to my happy Gilmore. Hell no. Damn alligator bit my hand off. Oh my God. Ethan Gelfand. What's up? What's up, man? So. You know, we both obviously both went to school down in North Carolina for college. And uh, if it snowed an inch, like they would cancel school, they would cancel wor- the world for the day in North yep. Carolina. Yep. So is it the same in Tennessee? Like it's exactly the same. Because yeah. I ha- I'm looking out my window. We had snowmageddon yesterday. So we probably got close to 10 inches, maybe a foot. Good and grief. They just decided to close school this morning. Like they did it late last night. They're like, eh, all right. Fine, okay, it's like a foot. Um, so I'm just wondering if it's like the same scale in Nashville that it was in Winston Salem. <laughs> it's very similar. Yeah, um, they canceled school last night before it had precipitated at all. It was clear. <laughs> it actually didn't best. start snowing until about seven fifteen this morning. So even in the morning, I woke up and was like, "Great, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those fake snow days." We had some of those at Wake. You know, oh, we didn't. They were the best. They were the, they were the best. best. I thought we'd have another one here, but it, no. It came. It came in pretty fast, and it's. It's layering very quickly, which is which is fun. <laughs> the kids have a good time out there, but no, Atlanta was the worst. I mean, it's well, wasn't uh, wasn't Miles born during the ridiculous ice storm in Atlanta, where like yeah. it shut down everything for weeks or whatnot? Snowpocalypse, yes, he was born during Snowpocalypse. We were, I have a couple of really silly and stupid stories about that, but I will say first, there were two Snowpocalypses in the same year, and this is 2014, <laughs> and the first one was in like January. And I was at work and it started like over lunch and it, it, it accumulated like really quickly. But a colleague of mine and I went out to lunch and we're like, ah, let's just go get some lunch. Like we'll, we'll check the weather after lunch and see if we want to send people home. And everyone's like freaking out. Like it's going to snow. It's going to snow. We're like, okay, whatever. You know, they say that all the time. Yeah. Never happens. Never that bad. Right. We go to lunch. By the time we walk out of lunch, it's legit like terrible. It's, it's icy, slushy. There's two inches of snow on the ground already. It happened in like Dang. less than an hour, you know? And I'm like, oh, damn. And so we're like struggling to get back to the office. Just like grab our laptops and grab our stuff and, you know, and leave. And it took me two and a half hours to get home. And, and I lived about 12 miles from my office. But there were people on my team. It took eight hours to get Holy home. Holy crap. The interstates oh, were God. complete gridlock. People weren't moving. There were parts like Atlanta's kind of like Tennessee. Atlanta is a pretty hilly city. And so there are parts where you just like if if the road goes uphill and it's iced over, you just can't you can't do can't it. Do it. And there's people like almost no one has like four wheel drive down there. It's not a lot of like trucks and stuff. So like people are they're in like their Nissan Leaf, which is like a huge car. there, like all these electric vehicles and stuff. And they're like, <laughs> I can't go anywhere. 
people like sleeping in their cars, people leaving their cars and getting out and walking places. Like, jeez, I could so imagine the, that. That was the first apocalypse in Atlanta, right? Well, then in February, which is when Miles was born, they tell us it's going to happen again, and people just lose they're their down. minds because yeah. they're like, this this just happened like a month ago, and, they, and so like this time they take it seriously. Like the first time they ignored it, like we normally did, because there were a lot of sensationalists down there. The second time, people were like, okay, everything's shut for a week. Like, don't go anywhere. You know, like Costco's just getting absolutely ambushed, right? <laughs> Why is Costco always like, everyone just raid Costco? I feel like in any uh, apocalyptic movie, it's like they always show the Costco or the bulk sale place. Like, got to go get my 30 million hamburger buns. Got to get them now. That's I need the them key. all. I might be stuck for years. Yeah, oh, I, don't, well, I don't know. Quick side note. So I took your advice and I watched that movie, Don't Look Up, which like... It was very well done, but I did not like it just because I'm just like, oh, Jesus. Like, this is. Isn't it cringy? It's so cringy. But the one funny thing we talk about, I need all the hamburger buns for whatever reason, shovels. They kept saying shovels were selling out. And one of the best <laughs> scenes, like, it's a throwaway scene at the end of the movie. There's like a sign on a window buying shovels for $5,000. Like, what? The- <laughs> so I just pictured that in Atlanta buying shovels, $5,000. Okay, so if you're going to go on that, I'm just going to say that movie is freaking hilarious, all right? It, it it's so, so funny because it's so – it's happening. It, it has is. happened in this world. It's so predictive of how people would respond because we've faced a crisis and are continuing to face other crises, and we respond the same way, which is like, hey, that astronomer's hot or hey, – <laughs> yeah. Look at this cat at playing on a comet. Like, it's hilarious. Or like, oh, rather than try and blow up the asteroid, maybe we'll mine it for precious minerals and make trillions of dollars. Like, it just, I don't know, it just, it cracked me up the entire time because we're just like, these are the characters that live in our world, you know? Yeah. And even the politicians, the politicians, that's like, either, also... either, par- either party, like they're the same, oh, yeah. right? Politicians on both sides, same way. Like, they're just like very self-serving and like, well, how can we spin this? And like, oh, no, it's just, I just thought it was hilarious. Oh, don't get me wrong. It was really well done. For me, it started off super hilarious. Like, again, one of my favorite scenes is in the beginning when uh, Leo DiCaprio and, and um, why am I preferring Lawrence. Thank you. Jeez. Yeah. They were, uh, they got called into the White House and they're waiting yeah. to go in to speak to the president. And so the five-star general goes to get them some snacks <laughs> and he comes back. He's like, Oh, uh, I fronted the money for the snacks. It's it's ten bucks a piece. So you see them all scram when they get their wallet outside the <laughs> White House, and then they come to find out later that the snacks are free. <laughs> like, yeah. why did he just jip us out of ten bucks each? Jennifer Lawrence like could not get over that. She's like, I just don't get it. Like oh, later yeah. in the movie, she's like, I'm still movie. stuck on one thing. Like, is a five star general. He's paid well by the U.S. government. It's like his book deals. He's a millionaire. Like, why? Why did he, why is he hit us up for ten dollars? <laughs> That was really funny. But anyway, great, great movie. Uh, very interesting. Also movie. very sad. Very sad because it's, it's it hits a little too close to home. But anyway, so the second, the second snowpocalypse is going to hit Atlanta. And so this time we decide we're going to get a hotel next to the hospital because we're like freaked out that if the roads turn to shit or people are driving on them, we can't get anywhere. You know, so we ended up getting a hotel. It's like a mile from the hospital. It still took me like 20 minutes to get to the hospital Jeez. in the morning just trying to drive up this icy road to get there. But yes. We were in the hospital, safe and sound. Miles was born. It was snowing. It was icy. Getting family in was interesting. Like my parents and and Jamie's parents both stayed at the hotel okay. as well. So they were nice. all already there. Like it's kind of nice. My brother was trying to fly in from. I think he was in Vegas at the time. He was trying to fly in and get there. And like it was it was kind of a mess. But 
Uh, very memorable for sure. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I'm trying to think. So it's not on the same scale, but uh, so both my kids were born in Pennsylvania and Happy Valley. So, you know, Kirsten's pregnant and she's super pregnant. And um, her due date was, I think, September 16th. And Aston was born on the 14th. So September 16th, I believe, was a Monday. And the only reason why I know that is because the big thing is in Happy Valley, if there's a Penn State football game, you don't want to be anywhere on the streets. You don't want to be anywhere near the university, anything like that. So the hospital looks over at the football stadium. You oh, can crap. literally see the stadium from the hospital. And it's literally tailgating. There are signs in the hospital parking lot that says you can't tailgate here <laughs> because yeah. it's that close. And literally it's tailgating right up to that line of where the hospital is. So <clears throat> we're looking at due date. We're like, oh, dang, Like that's a football weekend. This could be trouble. So uh, that was honestly on our mind. So you're talking about Snowmageddon. You're talking about planning. You get the hotel next to that. And we're like, oh my Shit, gosh. If this is going to happen on a football weekend, we could be screwed. Because we'll be walking a long way. Especially because like, um, it's an afternoon game. I think it was an afternoon game, which is even worse. Because people will start showing up at 6, 7 a.m. Hell, they start showing up on Thursday. Oh, the night before, for Saturday. sure. Yeah. Um, and so if you ever try and get and, you know, so I worked basketball, so we would work during football games. And so it was nearly if you wanted to get to practice, you had to leave four hours early just oh my to God. make sure you could get there. Oh my um, so anyway, we're looking at it like, oh, crap, like this could be bad. So, quote unquote, luckily, Kirsten started going into labor. Her like water broke on that Friday night. So we were able to get to the hospital since it wasn't Saturday. But I'll always remember that it was a football Saturday. Oh, yeah, I'll yeah. even remember who we played because what's crazy, like you could hear everything from her hospital room. Oh, <laughs> dang. That's kind of sweet, actually. It was kind of sweet because we were there. So like we're already here. So it's good. And Kirsten was in labor for like 29 hours anyway. <laughs> so we were there oh, my God. Friday night, all of Saturday. And then Addison was born late on Saturday night. So, um, yeah. So not snowpocalypse, but it was a Penn State a, football A weekend. near miss, right? Another near miss. It was a very near thing. There were stories in Atlanta. There was a there was a girl who did give birth on in the inter, on the interstate during oh, the apocalypse. The first go around when she couldn't get out of her car, I was like yeah. very pregnant, and and so yeah. But James was very upset with me when I was stuck at work, being like, "I'm eight and a half months pregnant. Like, <laughs> I'm just get any day now. We don't know when it's coming, you know." And I was like, Shit. "No kidding." Hey, fun fact. So Penn State, I know they lost the game. They were playing a non conference game. They were playing the Mighty Knights of Central Florida. Do you know who that quarterback was? Oh, man. They've had a couple. They had McKenzie and Gabriel, but that's more Come recent. On. And I've been talking to you about the show that I just finished, which has been amazing. The Blake good place Bortles. I recommend it to. It is Blake. It was Blake Bortles came and beat yes. the New Lions in the Happy Valley. <laughs> wow. You were tied to Blake Bortles forever forever okay first of all again a little mini side note the good place is a great show so i recommend that to anybody it's Very spectacular funny. the writing yeah. is so clever and smart and again i can't tell you how many blake bortles references there are it's amazing it then they keep up with it it goes to nick Foles, and even <laughs> in the finale they make a gardner Minshew reference yes so, spectacular Minshew mania i love it um yeah check i've checked it out i mean i've seen most of the, I think I saw the first season and always thought it was really funny. It's a great plug-in if you're like, you got 30 minutes and you don't know what else. You're like, ah, I got to throw something on. Okay, like, what should I watch? Just throw it on. Yeah, throw on Good Place. Good stuff. Good. All right, let's get back to 
uh, football here and talk about our DFS from last week because I was in a good place. I actually kind of cruised this past week in DFS, just chipping away at that hundred million point. <laughs> <game you've got. laughs> Trying to make things interesting. So um, I won 169, 124, got a good game out of Trey Lance, 20 points. He's only $4,800. That, that That's a great, a great play. Saved me a lot of money and I could play both Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup. They both paid off. Rashad Penny was the RB1 on the week. Singletary was great for both of us. Our flexes were money, both of us. You had Boston Scott. I had Zay Jones coming out of nowhere. Both had really good weeks. So really good. All I know, my number one banger was decent. My number one banger, <laughs> Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman got you 12. <laughs> he got me 12. It wasn't a snowflake, so I was good. Banger number one. <laughs> banger, banger number one. Speaking of snowflakes, the Lions did get us negative three points. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you give up 51 points as a defense, you're probably not going to be in the positive. But hey, appreciate it, Lions. At least we were, in, at least we were on the same boat. That's right. That's right. So um, you're still up by like 100, I think, on the season. I'm still asking, and you haven't given me like a full answer. Like, I assume we're going through the playoffs with this thing, right? I mean, you can keep playing it through the I playoffs. I think we should end it at the regular season and create a new one. Start a playoffs only project. DFS. You know what? Yes. I think that's fair. That is fair. Thing. I never laid down the ground rules at the beginning of the season. It's kind of cheap of me to come back and, and try and bargain <laughs> hey, for let's more just time. Keep it going until <laughs> through next <laughs> season, huh? All right. So I have one more week to make up 100 points on you. This is, this is the week. I think it's going to happen. This is for the sure. week. Yeah, I think so too, happen. because again, sometimes like when I finish drafting these teams, I'm like, why and how? Like, what what was I doing? So my, I'll just get yeah. ready to laugh at my bangers again. I will tell you, this is maybe the weirdest team I've put together all year. And it probably should be, honestly, because when you're going into week 18 in fantasy, if you're still playing, I'm sorry, because it's going to be a weird week. There are team oh, yeah. sitting players. There are guys that are going to play a quarter, maybe two, and you're not sure how long they're going to play. You think you might want to start them anyway. There are teams that are out of contention. They're going to try out some guys you haven't even seen yet. Like, There's all kinds of stuff going to happen this week. It's going to be wild. I think, so I think it's uh, Bob Sacramento was like $8,000 for yeah. his. Uh, so it's like, that's just they, where they we know are. He's right going to be balling out. Yeah, he's going to yeah. be balling out this week. This is his week. Yeah. So last week's sports book, two and two again. So Houston didn't cover 13. They lost by 16 to the Niners. Um couldn't quite get the 13. Lions got smoked. I was item item plus seven. They lost by like 30. I mean, it was awful. They lost by 30. Uh, but the parlay did hit, and the New Orleans-Carolina game was definitely under 39. They had 28 total points. So, so those gross. Two were, those two were money. That's good. How about yes. a do it update for us? Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it update. Let's do it. Um, do it. So, again, we really only had – we're down to three active players. So. Um, let's go to our quarterback matchup, which is just heating up. Let me tell you, it is heating up. So again, I have Matt Ryan as our, my season long horse. Who's been, I've just been riding him the whole season. That horse and, uh, is running out <laughs> of steam. getting tired. And, uh, Kemper is riding the Chicago bear quarterback room, the quarterback carousel over there. So last week you had Andy Dalton coming in for you. So <laughs> just, you know, taking the name. Dalton, out of by the way, is my least favorite of the three. If, if I'm going to get a starter out of them, I'd much rather have random Foles. Nick Foles or fields. They both have much better upside than Dalton. Dalton That's is true. Matt Ryan. He's, he's the same as Matt Ryan. I mean, they are the same. So, uh, your boy, Andy Dalton got you 12.3 points, which, you would think, oh, Uh-oh. man, look out. That's, that's watch out. But my man, Matt Ryan, got me six and a half. <laughs> so, 
with that being said, going into the last week of the season, what once was a 100-point lead, which I cannot stress enough, it was a 100-point lead, has now come down to a 14-point lead for Matt Ryan. So it is currently 248.9 to 234.3. Um <laughs> I think I heard the Falcons are going to rest him this week too. So. <laughs> you know they should just like you know what, man. <laughs> I think they basically rest, did, they rested him like three quarters last week, didn't they? And that why he got six and a half. Or well, I was going to say I think Matt Ryan has just been resting himself. Uh, <laughs> so he's like, fine. I'm going to take this one off. I'm going to take this rep off. <laughs> it's fine. Straight, so straight who 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 thought it was going to be a barn burner down to week 18? But here mm-hmm. we are, my friend. Here we are. Uh, so the other one, wide receiver is Chris Godwin, obviously out for the year. So um, past two weeks, gotten goose eggs. But I mean, it's almost like your boy CD is feeling ah, for him CD. because he's Jeez. he has not been showing up. Uh, he got CD got you eight last week, Ugh, which not, was not, not what you want. Not great. So Chris Godwin still holds the lead over one CD Lamb with two hundred twenty two point nine to two hundred five point two. So it's seventeen points, which again, you know that's. That's easily attainable for a CD Lamb, if, or yeah, especially be. like if he plays the whole game. Like that's one of those games where we don't know what's well, going to happen. Well, this is the game. Again, it's it's playoff jockeying position. So I mean, they're yeah, going to want to already locked get up the division. One. But they, right. I don't know. I, I'm not sure what the motivation is going to be of the NFC team specifically. We'll True. See. So 17 points. It's not. I mean, unheard of. It's he can easily do that. He's done that one, two, three, four, five, six, six times already this season. So he can do it, man. Sure. I know he can. I know he can. Okay. So there it is. Duport update. And once again, just for our listeners as a recap, he won the season long David Montgomery versus Chris Carson. Again, with Chris Carson, not having a neck that kind of hurts him. And uh, once we pivoted to Jonathan Taylor Thomas versus Dalvin cook, we all know what happened there. So Kemper one running backs in a landslide and it's coming down to wide receiver and quarterback. Oh man, it's getting tight. Um, so we also have our weekly do it bets and we forgot to mention this last week. Shame on me, but I, I know why. Ethan picked players. We picked players from my team. It was a very close finish, but Ethan did pull that one out. It was like whoop, whoop. 71 to 60 something. So a uh, good work on your part. Um, this past week we did the do it bet of our playoff <laughs> and non-playoff teams in our league, the matchups in our league and, the two that I chose won. They did. One of the two you chose won. Very unfortunately, the other ones did not win. <laughs> and believe me, I would have much rather have had my team won than this do it bet one. But I, did I don't know, man. This is pretty prestigious to win the do it bet of the week. So it's, I, it's very prestigious. It's true. Just watch um, it. Just watch. Anyway, it. we are we are currently eight and eight. Tied wow, even it's tied. It's coming season. down to this last one. Oh, it, it comes makes down it to so this one. Fitting. So which, fitting, yeah, which I love. Just, Wait until you see what we're doing today. It's gonna be it's gonna be <laughs> so fun. fitting. Uh, picks can pick them. We all got twelve games right last week, so no movement there. No unfortunately movement. for E, you guys are both seven games back on me, and this is the final week. So hey, it's a I'm weird doing, week. I'm going big, man. I'm going Listen, big. It's, it's a weird week. So uh, it anything can happen, you know. And like we said, there are different motivations of different teams here. So um, I don't feel great about several of my picks. So I mean, this could this could swing. I don't know that I'm going to swing seven because I think there are probably at least seven teams that have got to win that I think I think I'll feel pretty good about. I mean, at least probably eight or nine, but um, we'll see. Anything can happen. You're right. Anything can happen. As Kevin Garnett says, I'm going to get a little. Anything's possible. Anything is possible. 
Uh, I'm going to get a little wild this week. So if you're if you're making money bets, maybe don't necessarily listen to me. I'm going more <laughs> on gut and necessity. So I would probably listen more to Kemper this week. Just a heads up. <laughs> yeah, Kemper is more conservative for sure this week. Doesn't mean it's better. <laughs> it's going to be more conservative though. I'll just say that. Uh, let's go ahead and start making some picks. See what we got here. Let's do that. Start Saturday. We got a couple Woo, Saturday college. games. I'm excited excited about that. It's college football is done, so it's all NFL. So it's like, let's just lock up those Saturday games. That's right. Uh, with, no, so well, with the playoffs starting up next week, um, there are no Monday night games either. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's true, too. Yeah. So with this first matchup, we have the Kansas City Chiefs visiting the Denver Broncos at Mile High. What are we feeling? Kansas City so, going for that one spot. Yeah, Kansas City, this is one of those games where they still have something to play for. And so I think there's just no way they lose this game. Um, and Denver has looked so bad with Drew Locke at quarterback. Um, Kansas City defense has been looking better for the most part. They got in a bit of a shootout recently. But um, I'm going to take the Chiefs here. They, they need to win this game if they have any hope of getting that one seed, put some pressure on the Titans, take care of business, and uh, we'll see what happens. But I'm taking the Chiefs here. Yeah, I too would take the Chiefs. I mean, I wanted to take the Broncos just to be different, but I can't in good conscience. Like, that's just dumb. Uh, the Kansas City is trying to get that one seed. They can hope that uh, Houston pulls off the upset against Tennessee. So Kansas City's got a lot to play for. Kansas City. That's right. How about Dallas heading to Philly to take on the Eagles? Both these teams are in the playoffs. They this are. is what you talked about with jockeying for a position a little bit. The Eagles can't win the division, so they're going to be a wild card no matter what. Dallas has got a chance. I don't know all the tiebreak scenarios. They have a chance to move into a different. They're, I think, currently the four seed. They have a chance to move into the three if they win and the Rams lose. The two if the Bucks lose. I don't. I think the Bucks have that tiebreaker, obviously, because they beat the Cowboys. So they're probably looking at three or four, no matter what. Yep. What do you think happens here? I, I'm going with Philly at home, and the reason why I'm doing that is just because I am not. I have just been sold on Dallas and I know you could go on a 20 minute rant yourself about Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, it's just, there's just something seems off with their offense. And honestly, I just feel like the Eagles are streaking right now at the right time. And they want to show that they can make a legitimate run in the playoffs. And this is a great statement game to do so. Uh, and you know what? Anytime you're playing a division rival, you want to punch them in the mouth. And I think this is a great, you want to be going into the playoffs strong and not limping in there. And so Philly, I think it's going to come out strong and, and steal this one. I'm just really curious. This one is maybe the toughest game to pick from a playoff motivation standpoint for me yeah. because they're both in. And I don't know if you're going to like because Dallas plays before the Rams. Obviously, the Rams play on Sunday. So Dallas is going to think like if we win, we put the pressure on the Rams to win or else we get the three seed. The Eagles have, I don't think, really anything to play for. Um, I think you're going to see a bunch of second stringers in this game, probably on both teams. I don't know. Who's second string I trust more? I mean, I like Gardner <laughs> Minshew, right? Minshew looked great when he's when he's filled in. But Cooper Rush won a game against the Vikings too. So the Cowboys have got some good second stringers too. I guess I think Dallas technically has more to play for. I'm going to take the Cowboys here. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if they start resting guys or don't even play them at all this week. The Eagles backfield is also kind of banged up and, and some COVID guys too. So like I don't know. Uh, I don't know who else is going to play. I'm going to take the Cowboys, maybe foolishly. I don't. I don't. I believe like what you said. though is true. I don't have a lot of faith in them in general. Uh, I'm starting to lose a lot of faith. They've been very inconsistent. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next, uh, we got Cincinnati traveling to the Dog Pound in Cleveland. Hearing rumors that we might not be seeing either one of these starting quarterbacks. So, what are you feeling here? Yeah, I think Bake Show is probably going to get shut down. Uh, he is. He got just clobbered in that Pittsburgh game. It was getting and he's ugly, been, and he's been hurt he's been banged all up all year. year. Yeah. Uh, but the Bengals are going to be resting, I think, pretty much everybody. They've got nothing to play for here. 
I'm gonna take the Browns at home because of that. Um, I don't think that I don't think since he's gonna have any other stars, and so um, I doubt that Cleveland. Yeah, I think. Well, wasn't a uh, Burrow on the COVID list? Is that what I saw that he was out anyway? Mixon I mean, probably the COVID list. Yeah, I knew Mixon was, but I thought they said Burrow was. They too. already said they're not playing Burrow. Yeah, so and they're not playing Mixon either. Yeah, so um, I too am going to go Cleveland. They're they're going to be playing for pride here. I mean, Cleveland had such a disappointing season. Some people had them in the Super Bowl. I know Mike Greenberg at ESPN was like, everyone's giving them shit just because of that fact. But uh, yeah, Cleveland's playing for pride. Cincinnati's playing for nothing. They're they're locked in. So going to go Cleveland too at home. You know what? And this will tag on to what I said last week. I appreciate Greeny for at least going out on a freaking limb and picking someone other than. Kansas City or Tampa Bay to win the championship this this year. Good for yeah. him. It didn't work out. That's it all right. They had, a, they had a lot of injuries. They had COVID. They had some weird stuff, stuff happen. Plan for. But yeah, I appreciate him at least having the audacity to say that. Good all on right. you, Greeny. Speaking of pride, one pride, we got the Packers traveling to the Lions. Packers are going to be sitting some of their starters. What do you think is going to happen here? Detroit. I'm picking those Lions, man. I'm on Ross St. Brown. It's going to go off, and they're playing at home. They play Green Bay tight in the first half. Week, Grant, wow, that was week two. How wow, Such a big gap between these games for them, which is crazy. Uh, Detroit's playing for pride. Since they are the one pride, I'm going Detroit at home. I'm actually going to go with Detroit as well. Um, here's here's my reasoning. So, Damn you, Kemper. <clears throat> The only thing I'm thinking about is less about all of what you just said, which is true. And I, I agree. Like they, they're pesky, but um, you look at draft position here, right? And in my mind, I think they look across at the Jaguars who the other, other team that's they're kind of up against for that number one spot. There's no way, spoiler alert. There's no way the Jaguars are going to beat the Colts when the Colts need to win to get the playoffs. And I think the lions know that. I think they're going to say, or I think they're just going to say like, it doesn't matter if we win or lose. You know, I, I would have thought maybe they'd tank it, you know, Mm-hmm. If they thought there was a chance to get the number one pick, but they're not, it's not going to help them because the Jaguars have a worse record. And when they both, if they both lose, the Jaguars still get the one. Right. So the Lions are going to go out there and play for something for pride. I think the Lions will take care of business with their backups. Um, but it could, get, could get interesting. I mean, we'll see what Jordan Love's got for Green Bay. That damn tie screwed the Lions. Screwed the tie screwed them. It really did. Pick. Yeah. <laughs> it did. You know what, though? There, there are two, like, Pretty high-profile defensive ends are coming out of this draft. Aiden Hutchinson and then Thibodeau out of uh, Oregon. I think you probably look at it and just say, like, mm, we don't care which one we get. If, if that's where the direction we want to go, like, we'll take either one. Um, so one or two, you're kind of in the same spot, honestly, this year. There you go. We'll see. Uh, so next, we got the Chicago Bears. Your Bears, your quarterback carousel traveling to Minnesota. Minnesota, is Justin Fields your boy? Are you going to take him? It's a tough one to pick for me because, like, Neither of these teams have anything to play for. They're both probably going to lose their coaches at the end of the year. <laughs> uh, so it's not like a go out on a win kind of thing. Um, I I think Cousins is going to play. And if he plays, I think I'd take the Vikings here. I mean, it's not a contingency pick. I'm, I'm going to pick the Vikings because I think Cousins is going to play. But I think there are probably just too many weapons on that offense for Chicago to stop. But Chicago's defense has looked pretty good recently. I would not be shocked at all if Chicago wins this game. But I don't know. I'm going to go Vikings. <laughs> For the listeners at home, you can't see Cameron just throwing up his hands. I just throw I mean, my hands like here. Like, this is a dumb game. Like I, this game means nothing, and these teams are both unpredictable and whatever. 
Uh, and because it means absolutely nothing, I'm picking the Bears because this is a classic Matt Nagy win, a game that means completely nothing. It's like, <laughs> yep, that's my style, baby. So uh, also, I've just liked how David Montgomery's looked. And the quarterback carousel has been doing solid. I know Andy Dalton wasn't lighting anybody on fire last week, but Nick Foles came in did well. Justin Fields has been playing well, has or excuse me, has been playing better. So uh, whoever's starting at quarterback, I think, just give it to David Montgomery to start. And as you said, defense is playing better. So Going Bears. Vikings, I'm done with you. You've been so annoying this whole season. So They suck. You. Get yeah, out of they, here. They, they do suck. I totally agree. Um, if this game were in Soldier Field, I'd probably, I'd probably take the Bears for whatever that's worth. Done with you, Vikings. Uh, speaking of teams that suck, we have Washington <laughs> taking on the Giants this week in what I think is the worst matchup of the this week. This is such a gross one. And um, ugh. I'm taking the grosser of the two because I was just hoping you were going to pick Washington. So I'm going with the gross as hell Giants. <laughs> That's the only reason why. So again, listeners, I'm just picking the Giants to try and gain ground on the upset. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to, even though you went first in your guess, I'm not going to, I'm going to have integrity here. I'm not going to change my pick. I did choose Washington in this game. <laughs> I figured I, you would. I don't know why, honestly. I, right. I, I, I hate both of these teams and think they both suck so horribly. So bad. Um, and they're so dysfunctional too. Like, Talk about just two just really bad situations. These teams both very dysfunctional. I'm going to take Washington. I think they showed a little more fight last week against the Eagles. The Giants are just getting freaking stomped by people. And Jake Fromm is bad. And I mean, he's only been there for like three weeks. He's a starting quarterback. Like, <laughs> he's <laughs> only been there. But I'm, I'm taking Nathan Favre is going to go out on, on uh, with a bang. On a high note, man. Nathan Favre throws three touchdowns in this game. Ooh, and watch all three this time go to Terry McLaurin. It's like, great. It will. Nothing now. It will go all to Terry McLaurin. Of course it will. Um, All right. Well, you already had a spoiler alert for this one, but the Colts are traveling to those hapless Jaguars. So uh, you picked the Colts. So I'll just just gloss over that one for you. And I, too, am picking the Colts. Um, Again, it's important for them going into the playoffs. uh, So they need this one. And Jags are terrible. So see you, Jags. Not much analysis there. Yep. How about uh, Pittsburgh? Big Ben's last game taking on the Ravens in Baltimore. Two teams that absolutely hate each other. You know the Steelers want to give them a win, and you know the Ravens want to give them a loss, right? I know, and this why it's a tough game for me to pick for two reasons. One, it's actually a pretty evenly matched game, and two, I couldn't figure out who you were going to pick. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. In the even games, that's, a, that's your strategy, right? It is. It is. That's literally what I'm thinking. Um, I am picking Pittsburgh just because – one, I thought you were going to pick the Ravens. And two, yes, they're going to want Big Ben to end his Steeler career on a win. But also with Mike Tomlin, even though he says the record about a winning record, his entire career in Pittsburgh doesn't matter. But again, the Steelers, are, I love Najee Harris. He was completely a, a beast last week against the Browns. And, and that's a solid Browns defense. Ravens defense isn't as good to me. And um, yeah, I think uh, and Baltimore's on what a five game losing streak. And I just... I don't see that trend necessarily ending right now. It's been ugly. Um, I would say Big Ben could light up the secondary, but he threw 46 passes for 123 <laughs> yards last week. I mean, uh, and, and the Browns secondary this year is not like some, you know, world beaters. Like they're, they're okay, but they can be had. So that was just, it was sad. It was so sad to watch that. Um, I am also taking the Steelers. I think the motivation it. to win, the motivation to uh, win is, is greater than the motivation to that. upset. But yeah, I like Najee. I, I like Deontay Harris a lot. Firemuth is good. These teams are kind of mirror images, in my opinion. Though, like, although I don't think the Ravens have the same running back as Najee, they have a quarterback no. that can get things done. Like Tyler Huntley is a better quarterback than Ben at this point in, in his career. 
but they have like a couple of good receivers, you know, Hollywood and your, your banger number one, Rashad Bateman, <laughs> banger number uh, one. a great tight end in Baltimore. Uh, and then take a lot of pride on defense, whether they're good or not. They take a lot oh, of pride so on defense. So you're changing your pick to Baltimore. Great. Perfect. Yeah, not at all. Nope. Still going <laughs> with the Steelers. Um, and I do think that record does matter to Mike Tomlin. He's full of shit if he says it doesn't. <laughs> and the Steelers uh, have like a very weird outside chance of getting in. I think it will probably, it might be de- determined before this game. I don't remember. Uh, no, oh, actually, wow. I don't think it will be. So they got a weird possible chance of getting weird in the playoffs. Um, yeah. Isn't Baltimore on their like 13th running back? Is that what we were talking about? Yeah, they don't have a running back like Najee. No shit, because they lost yeah. all three in the preseason. If they pile them all together, they become Najee. They it's like a Power, Power Rangers kind of thing or a Voltron. Nice. I like it. Captain Planet. <laughs> well, no, I get them on the rings. but They're all kind of the same, right? This is like yeah, the same team. Just keeps they going. all combined. You're right. It's true. Yep. Okay. All right. So we got my Titans heading to Houston to lock up the number one seed. Can the Texans upset the Titans again? They cannot. Uh, Tennessee is playing for that number one seed. They they want and need that, as we mentioned, to get Derrick Henry that extra week of rest. If he's truly coming back for the playoffs, they want him as get that battery percentage charged up as high as they can. So they need that week off. So this is going to be extra motivation. Obviously, the Texans upset them earlier this season, so they're going to have uh, revenge on their minds as well. So I'm going Tennessee. Yeah, and that game, if you remember, was a slop fest. It was weird. It was gross. It was a total yeah. mess. You couldn't throw the ball. Um, I, I think the Houston team is scrappy. I really do. And, and to your point, you've been on Davis Mills, and I, I don't think you're wrong. I think he's he's played pretty well, honestly. Yeah. Um, the Titans, this is this is a must win for that one seed, and that one seed means a lot more Huge. to them than I think anybody else in the league, honestly, because of Derrick Henry. He's back in practice this week. He's running. He's conditioning. I think the next two weeks will be less about getting back in contact mode and testing out his foot and more about just getting his conditioning back. And it's funny. It's funny. You just said he's running. It just made me think again. We were talking about this earlier this season. How so frustrating looking at the injury reports? Like, yeah, he's on this. He's doing conditioning work. He's like, yeah. well, shit. That does like. Does that mean he's gonna play? <laughs> so we just said, well, they never. Yeah, yeah it's like running, receivers like an ACL. Like he's running straight in straight lines. I'm like, that does not matter for an ACL. <laughs> yeah. like you can walk off the field with a torn ACL. What you yeah. can't do is cut. Cut. <laughs> yeah. So tighten up, baby. Let's go. Let's tighten. let's go get that one. Tighten up, getting the one. All right, this. Now, this is a classic matchup for the ages. We got the New Orleans Saints visiting the Snowmageddon Falcons. Who we got? Ugh, another dumpster fire uh, on both sides of the ball. Although these teams were both in the playoff hunt until last week. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. The Saints are actually still in the playoff hunt. They I'm taking the there. Saints because if they win and the Niners lose, they're in, they're in. which will be the worst playoff team in years. So I'm going to take the Saints. They have everything to play for. Obviously, the Falcons want to spoil the season for the Saints, but they can't. They suck. So I'm taking the Saints. Do you know who I'm taking? Rise up. You taking them Falcons? You know I'm taking the Falcons. I had to get back on the train. I loved them. You know, I haven't picked them every week, but at the beginning of the season, you know I loved them, and I'm going to you know, I'm gonna end the season how I started with them. I'm picking them. Matty Ice going to throw for three hundo, three touchdowns. He's going to seal it for me in the do-it bet. They're going to upset the Saints, playing spoiler <laughs> at home. Let's go. <laughs> Let's I, go. I, I, I predicted pick six for Matt Ryan this week. <laughs> I didn't say the touchdown for which team. It could be That's either true. one. <laughs> true. All right, so now we got the Jets heading up to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Yeah, it's going to be a battle of the two New York two New York teams, but it's going to be the Mafia here. Uh, they too are still playing for some. They have an outside chance at the one seed if if things fall their way. Um, you know they want to play at home 
if they don't get the uh, one seed, they want to, you know, if the Patriots win and they lose, the Patriots get the division. So there's a lot to play for. And so it's going to be Buffalo. Yeah, I'd say other than the Patriots game, everything else will be decided by this point because the Titans game will be over when this starts or close to. And the Chiefs game is on Saturday. But what you said about the Patriots is exactly right. And that matters a lot because you get a home, you get a game at home. Mm-hmm. And so the difference between a four and a five seed is actually pretty substantial. Plus you got bragging rights, division titles. That's a, right. that's a trophy. Like, you know, you want to win your division. Uh, but yeah, that home game means a lot to Buffalo, especially when you're in a place like Buffalo. So yeah, I'm taking the bills. Taking the bills. We got the Patriots heading to Miami to take on the Dolphins in the other half of this divisional rivalry here. Who's going to take this one? What's so weird is historically, if you look at the Bill Belichick area, uh, era, not area, if you look at the era of Bill Belichick, they always struggle when they play at Miami in the end of the season. It's just uncanny. I honestly believe his record is like two and nine or something. I know that doesn't add up math wise because the amount of seasons he's been there. But again, it depends on when they play at when Miami. They play but when it's yeah. like in December, his record is god awful. And I don't know why. Do you remember what one a couple years ago? It was like the Miami Miracle where I think like Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake. they were doing it was yep. like a hook and ladder, and they had Gronkowski on defense for whatever reason. And he I couldn't do remember that. They, the classic one was Gronkowski couldn't catch Kenyon Drake. It's like, what just happened? And that costs the Patriots. Like, anyway. So they just cannot play well in Miami in December, which is bizarre. So with all that being said, though, Patriots have a lot to play for. And this is this is a, a proving game because people are, are uh, Patriots have a big question mark around them as to who they are. Are they the team that won those five games in a row? Or are they the team that lost two in a row to good teams? So Miami's a solid team. They obviously had their huge winning streak. This is a very beatable team. So the Patriots need to prove it. So I think they're going to come out blazing and Bills play at the same time. So they got to win. So I'm going in England. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said and usually defer to you on the analysis for the Patriots. Um, the Dolphins, I think the Titans kind of gave the Patriots a blueprint on how to beat the Dolphins, how to just smash them right in the mouth, how to shut down those receivers, um, how to get to Tua and pressure him and all of that. I think the Patriots will take care of business, but this will be this could be a tough game. I mean, the Dolphins are it a is. scrappy team. They have some talent. Dolphins beat them week one. They're, they're better. On, yeah, and that, maybe that's another reason why you take the Patriots, honestly. It's, it's tough to beat those teams twice, but... Um, they they got to win. I think Belichick will get them fired up for that. Uh, but these teams are not that far off uh, talent wise, in my opinion. They're not that far off. Like Miami is a, is, a, is a solid squad. The Patriots are an above average solid squad. I said it before. They're well, the best the best average team out there. Like the best oh, good far. team out there. You know. What's kind of not agree. Probably- they're, not, they're not elite. No, they're definitely not elite. And what's funny is probably coming into the season, people had much higher expectations for the Dolphins than the Patriots, and. You know, when the Dolphins were one and seven, like this is the worst like performance. Brian Flores needs to get out because they had such high expectations for him. And you would say they had a ton more talent. Uh, and then the Patriots were the complete opposite. Didn't really have they weren't sure about expectations for him coming in. It's like, OK, yeah, they improved on in free agency. But does that necessarily equate to wins? And then, you know, they started off slow, but then came hot. So. It's interesting how the tides have a little bit turned, but I think they've kind of leveled out. You're right. And so I just think the Patriots have a little bit more of an edge right now, but they're both yeah. solid teams. I agree. I think the Patriots will take care of business here. Uh, I think the Patriots start with a six-win expectation just based on Belichick. I think he gets them six wins yeah. just by being there. And, and then Regardless. you add any talent whatsoever, and you get a couple more wins, and then all of a sudden you can end up with 10. So, yeah. Okay. Patriots. Here we go. How about the Panthers traveling to Tampa take on the Bucks? 
See, again, I've been looking for games where I can like try and snake one out and steal one. Um, but this is not one of them I'm going Tampa. <laughs> I know uh, this is another one where I'm not sure what the motivation is for Tampa. I guess they're fending off the Rams potentially taking their two seed. Um, I don't know how much you're going to see the starters here. I don't know what their backups look like. We've seen a few of their receiver backups because they've been played, been injured all year. Um, but I, I don't think the Panthers can, can get it done. I mean, Darnold did start like eight for eight last week, but it's Darnold. Watch out now. Right? It's Darnold. I mean, there's a, <laughs> listen, there's a chance and there, there is a chance and I'm not including Tampa in my parlay. I'll just say that, but I am taking the bucks to win this game. Taking the bucks. Okay. Uh, we're going to a different divisional matchup. We got the San Francisco 49ers playing for that uh, playoff position, going against the Rams, who, again, are still jockeying for position as well. So this is this is a tough game, and no one can take this one off. So who you got? Yeah, um, I went back and forth on this one, honestly, because I really do like the Niners, um, and I really don't like the Rams, obviously. I've said that before. Obviously. The Rams are are also fending off the Cardinals for the division title, and so they've got to win for that reason. They've got an outside shot of moving up to the two if the Bucks lose. They're fighting for that as well. So the motivation is definitely there. The Niners have got to win or, or they may not be in the playoffs. You know, They could lose their playoff spot to the Saints, so they've got plenty of motivation. For me, honestly, if Garoppolo were playing, I'd actually think I would take the Niners. I have more faith in him than Trey Lance. And with Trey Lance at the helm, he's just enough of a wild card. He showed some flashes in the last game, but he's not ready for totally ready for prime time. I got to go with the Rams here, but I'll be pulling for the Niners. Uh, just a quick heads up. So the Rams and the Bucks are currently tied, but the Rams actually have the tiebreaker due to the head-to-head matchup. So they don't need Tampa to lose. They just need to win. So they can control their destiny if they can get the, to get the two seed. Okay. Because remember, they I played each they other the, early I, in I the year. I they beat the Bucks. I thought they lost that game. Yeah, that was like week five or six, and it was big. Like, oh, crap, the Rams are legit. They yeah, the Bucks, that's true. So. That's true. That's right. Okay, okay. Um. Yeah. So with that being said, it was a tough game for me to pick too, and and I <laughs> once again I, I do want to pick to win, but also at the same point I was like, which one's Kimber gonna pick? And I was torn because the Niners are playing for playoffs, and you hate the Rams, so I was like, ooh, which one's gonna win out? Uh, but in all reality, the San Francisco needs it, and I'm gonna give them the slight edge just because they're just trying to get in. The Rams are in; they obviously want to get that too. They can, they do control their own destiny, but they could get some help anyway if the Panthers somehow upset the Bucks and yada, yada, yada. But so I'm going to go with the scrappy Niners just because they're going to do anything in their power to try and get into the playoffs and make a run. So I'm going San yeah. Fran. I hope so. I'd like to see him in the playoffs, honestly. And I'd like, yeah. I'd like to see Garoppolo like back because I think scene. that team is, that team is dangerous when he's at the helm. They will be dangerous when Lance is ready. You know, I just think he's not quite there yet. He's not I, there. I like Garoppolo. He's a steadying hand. Yeah. Okay. okay, we have the Seahawks traveling to Arizona to take on the Cardinals for the last NFC West matchup here. What do you think is going to happen in this one? Upset special. I think the Seahawks are going to steal this one. Uh, you know, I picked the uh, Cardinals to lose. Or, uh, yeah, sorry. I was thinking back to last week when the Cowboys played the Cardinals. But anyway, I like Seattle here just because, again, they kind of got to get things right moving into next season. Again, the whole question mark with Russell Wilson and I just loved seeing what he was finally able to do with DK Metcalf he finally woke up and that's the Russell Wilson we know and love and I think he wants to finish like that he is a guy who's a true competitor he's a guy who cares about winning no matter what the cost no matter what the stakes and he doesn't care that the playoffs are not a question right now so 
he's out there playing for pride and it's the right time to do it. And they have enough talent to do that. So I'm, I'm going Seattle. And again, just because Arizona in this point of the season is so unproven and they're in uncharted territory for them, they're going to make the playoffs, but I, I just don't have a lot of confidence in them. So yeah, Arizona is the team here that has the motivation. That's the one thing that I, that I counter is like, they have an, they again, do. an outside shot, but they have a shot. If the Rams lose, they have a shot, I think to take the division uh, from the Rams. So I mean, they're playing. They're playing for big money here. Um, they are in the playoffs. They are going to be the five seed no matter what. So it's just a matter of a home game or, or an away game. But I don't know, man. I agree with you. Like the Seahawks looked really good last week, and granted it was the Lions, but that's the team we all expected to see all season. And I think Russ has got that chip on his shoulder right now, and is saying like, "Hey, don't forget me. Don't forget how good I can be." And I, I yeah. totally agree with you. I think last game and this game, he wants to just show out and say, you either get me a big contract here and, and find me the right coach and get me the right pieces or somebody else is going to find me and I'm going to take him to the Super Bowl again. He's not done. He's not nearly done. He's not even old enough to even be considered done. So I think he's going to ball out in this game. And I, I don't have faith in the Cardinals. I, they have talent kind of all around the field. I don't think motivation is going to be enough for them to get over the hump, honestly, because I, I think they've got some fundamental issues. I don't know what they are, but there are some fundamental problems there. I'm taking Seahawks in the upset special as well. Dangerous. Damn you, Trill. Damn you, Trill. I'm going to take off my skate and try and stab you. <laughs> I do hold that record for my high school hockey team. True. We do have a Sunday night matchup, though. We do have a Sunday night matchup, and it's L.A. visiting Las Vegas, the former L.A.'s of ages ago so we got chargers raiders both going for that last playoff spot man i, I thought that my bad earlier i thought the colts already locked it up they have not so the it's coming not down to the colts the chargers the raiders even the steelers it's crazy so chargers raiders man this is huge the colts win and they're in so that's fine right but this game is a win and you're in as well whoever wins this game is in whichever team wins this game makes the playoffs that's yeah, the only crazy. scenario in this in this week's slate like that so pretty cool um i I kind of can't believe the Raiders are in the spot, honestly. And How? They, they look so bad in the middle of the season, but they've won three straight. They're looking better. Hunter Renfro has been a complete uh, a complete stud over the last yeah, that's several a, weeks. I mean, really all season. That's a swear word for you right now, Hunter Renfro. Hunter that's Renfro, a swear word. Know, basically. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers in this one, though. I think it's a better team. I think they've got legit studs and they could make some waves in the playoffs. Even like they're that dangerous team. that's going to get in and you don't want to face them first round. So uh, I'm going to take the Chargers in this one. A lot more faith in that team overall. Yeah. Um, I like the Chargers. I think they're going to win, but I'm picking the Raiders. I mean, I, I agree with everything you said. I, I feel like it's the Chargers, but again, I'm just trying to make up some ground here. I too am fighting tooth and nail to get back in the standing. So I'm going to pick the Raiders, but you're taking the Raiders, <laughs> taking the Raiders in the black hole. I mean, that, that could make a it difference, is. honestly. It is. And it's just so, I mean, I, I do honestly think the Chargers will win. I'm picking the Raiders just because of our matchup, but stranger things can happen with this Charger team. They're just so annoying in that sense. Like they have such potential, such talent that they should be so much more consistent and better than they are. So, you know what? And honestly, the Raiders could win, but I think the Chargers will. So there you have it. Yeah, they could absolutely blow it. It's, it's definitely possible. All right, and those picks and more can be seen under our profiles in the Better Off app. We want to thank our sponsors, Better Off folks. Driven by deep data and analytics, Better Off allows new bettors and seasoned pros alike to track their sports betting picks in a simple, fun, and profitable way. With up-to-date lines from some of the most popular sports books like FanDuel and DraftKings, it's never been easier to keep track of betting trends, popular picks, 
and your own personal stats to provide a breakdown of what to bet, where to bet, and who to bet behind. Available in both the iOS and Google Play Store. Download the Better Off app and be a better better today. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-O-F-F. Thanks again to those kind gentlemen over there. Is it iOS? I always thought it was just iOS. Do you say it as a word? Um, you know what? If you're cool and you know lingo like I do, you I say mean, iOS because like that's you, like the hip thing to do. You're so tech savvy, so I was just going to defer to you. But like I'm the second time you said it, it's iOS. It's like whoa! I just thought it was um, iOS. So I have no idea. I, I know OS is operating system. So <laughs> I know OS. That's all I know. That's um, all I know. I is like all the Apple stuff is I, whatever, right? It so, is always I. So maybe it is iOS. I don't know. Well, then um, that would make sense, though, because iOS, it's like, oh, to be hip and cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's like GIF, GIF, whatever you want. It's your call. Yeah. Well, that's clearly. Well, let's be honest. A it's a GIF. It's Whoever a GIF. says GIF yeah. is dumb. GIF is, GIF GIF is, is peanut butter. <laughs> it's peanut butter. It's a J. Get it right. You better not be a peanut. You better not be a Peter Pan peanut butter guy. It's Jif. Oh hell no! It's all about Jif, and Thank I don't you. want any of that peanuts in there either. I don't want no, that crunchy. No crunchy. Bullshit. Give me Give the, the smooth creamy. and creamy. That's the only way to go. So okay, we're, we're gonna agree on that. This oh. podcast can continue. Holy crap! I feel a lot better. <sighs> we're about we're about to have a breakup moment there. We were. That could have been the end of this podcast. No more folding. Yep. But we're back, yep. baby. And you know we're what's back. back? Trivia's back. Are you oh, ready damn. for some Happy Gilmore trivia? No, that's that's the Blind Resumes theme song. That's Blind Resumes. This is Happy of... Gilmore trivia. Oh, and that was like your theater voice? Yeah, that was like the in, movie. In a voice. world where <laughs> trivia is Happy Gilmore, you are on the hot seat today. So are you ready for Happy Gilmore trivia, man? Happy Gilmore is a fantastic movie. It, it is. like Billy Madison. They came out similar timing with Adam Sandler like today. Came out the same time. It's like one it movie. Like boom, boom. <laughs> and here's two movies I made. Are they the sequels? Uh, they're, they're, they're fantastic movies. And if you haven't seen them, they're uh, some of our audience may be young for this, but it, these are throwbacks that are worth watching. It's like the Animal House of our generation. where like we were yeah, too we were too young to, for it when it came out, you know. But like these are cult classics. You got to see them. So Happy Gilmore, think great it's... sports movie. I don't think it's a cult classic. It's just a classic, but it is odd that it, we have to say it's a throwback because I never would have thought that'd be the day. But here we're we are, old, my man. friends. We are old. old people. Jeez. All right. Well, we're going to test you on this to see how well you probably haven't seen it in probably about 20 years. We're going to go. <laughs> so, I think this is uh, more like 10 15. 10 15. It's been a, it's been a hot right. minute since I've seen this one. You saw it for a throwaway for 10 years ago. Okay. I get it. All right. So. I did. I'm not gonna lie. I did have to look up a couple because it too has been a little bit for me. But I've seen it multiple times. It just hasn't. Yeah. Been a while. Same here. Same here. So I'm gonna start you off easy, as we can just get into this. Okay. Appreciate just to, to get it flowing, get the juices going. All right. Which fast food restaurant did Happy make a commercial for? That is Subway. I remember he put a sub on <laughs> yeah, a tee on and tea. teed off with it. Yeah. And a foot long right, sub right <laughs> into some dude's mouth. It's like, thanks, Happy. And if um, I remember the, the scene, uh, I don't remember the quotes or anything like that, but it's something about like the subway was a sponsor. He's like, so I get like free sandwiches there? And I'm like, yeah. And he's yep. like, all right. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Okay. Well, so there's a follow-up. This isn't an official question. It's a follow-up. In his subway commercial, how many subway sandwiches does Happy say he eats a day? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, three. I don't know. Three is correct. So oh, like, break, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Is, yeah. <laughs> or it says, it is served. Or no, what does he say? Like, order up or tee up? Something like that. I forget. Um, so yes, he says he eats three. So good job, man. You're one and a half for one already. Look at <laughs> okay. That. All right. Okay. 
Perfect. Got a little buffer. So we know uh, we know Happy likes to fight as he holds the record for taking a skate off and trying to stab an opponent. <laughs> so which of these people does Happy not attack in the movie? Okay. 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 He attacks a lot of people. So <laughs> he attacks a lot. So Shooter McGavin, his hockey coach, Bob Barker, or his caddy? Okay. So who does he um, not attack? I, I actually think it's Shooter McGavin. I think he, uh, obviously you think he would have attacked him. It's his rival and he hates him and all that, but I don't think he ever actually attacked Shooter. So is that your official answer? That is my official answer. Well, your official answer is guns up because it's correct. He does not attack Shooter McGavin. Shooter. Shooter. Uh, Great villain. He is a great villain. And uh, he does attack Bob Barker, as we all know, one of the best scenes in the movie. Price is wrong, bitch. The price is wrong, Bobby. And uh, he does tackle his caddy many a time. I think you see him strangling him at one point. And, (laughs) of course, his hockey coach in the beginning of the movie when he cuts him or calls him the worst player ever. So. So they have it. He does yes. not ironically attack Shooter. Yeah. So, good job. Good job. All right. So, going back to his hockey playing days, uh, it's one of the first scenes in the movie, so it's probably going to be harder to remember. But you see him playing and, and shooting around. What is Happy's excuse for missing the goal when he shatters the glass? Oh, so this is... Okay, I would not remember this other than this is this is one of the biggest quotes of this movie, which... I think we, I don't even know we necessarily attributed it to Happy Gilmore. Honestly, I've used it so frequently. I don't even think I knew that it was a Happy Gilmore quote, but is this goal regulation size? There it is. <laughs> is this goal regulation this size? Regulation size? <laughs> because he has a hell of a slap shot, but he just cannot he control where the hell it goes. And oh so he God. shatters like, the sideboards. Yeah. Like 15 feet high and way this off. Goal regulation. He says, geez, is that regulation size? So yes, that is correct. His excuse? Not regulation size goal. How many All times that. have we used that in like basketball <laughs> yeah. or other things? We're like, and I, I forgot it was a Happy Gilmore quote. I just right? used it so That's much. That's the thing. You don't even realize it's from there. Beer pong. Think about all the beer pong times we've we've used that. <laughs> Is that cup regulation size? Yeah. Cornhole. Anything, really. Yep. It becomes a Happy lexicon. You don't even know. It's part of the lexicon. There you go. There you go. Okay. Look at me. Look at three you. For three. You're crushing, man. All right. Okay, I feel better. So now you get mad at me when I ask these types of questions, but I think you, sh- you should still be able to get it. Oh, boy. Who plays the nursing home care provider taking care of Happy's grandma? Mm. Well, your fingers, your, my fingers hurt. Well, your back's <laughs> going to hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty. <laughs> That's Ben Stiller. That is Ben Stiller. That With a great mustache. Big. That was before yeah. he was big. Uh, he was great. Talk about a villain. Great villain right there. Great villain. Great mustache in that movie. Um, that was right as he was Getting on the cusp, there. I think. Yeah, because yeah. I don't remember when like Meet the Parents came out and Long oh, came that was later. Those were way later. But obviously, he got into like dodgeball, and I mean, he had he had a couple of big, big right. moments. Uh, quick follow up to that question: So when he first drops his grandma off at the nursing care facility, he slips Ben Stiller some money, say, "Take extra care of my grandma." How much does he give him? <laughs> he gives. Oh, it's like a dollar or something. It's a dollar. <laughs> it's a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I was Take like, it's, it's like the most, least amount of money ever. Yeah. See, I don't know if you're there on Seinfeld yet, but um, Kramer carries a money clip and he goes, I keep the big bills on the outside. And Jerry says, Kramer, that's a five. He goes, giddy up. <laughs> giddy up. Yeah, giddy up. <laughs> uh, Kramer, that's a five. So yes, my friend, you are crushing it. You are four for four and even two for two on the bonus question. So you suck. 
All right. I think that's okay. probably more indicative of us both having not seen it in a long time, and you can't get like the super super obscure right. questions out there. Didn't want to but, make it. Uh, too I feel pretty good about it. it. Yeah, but no, these are all good ones. I mean, it's obviously like the the easy one is like what ate Chubb's hands. Like okay, yeah, so, um, yeah, true. All right, last one, and this this one hits close to home for us too. What color is the jacket that Happy wins at the end of the movie for winning the tournament? Hmm. I. Th- uh, obviously, the golf, jacket? you think of the green jacket, but I feel like it was a gold jacket. Hmm. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. It could be red. Uh, I'm going to go with a gold jacket. I, I kind of, now that I'm saying it, I kind of. Now that I'm thinking about the NFL Hall of Fame is a gold jacket. Yeah, I'm going to go with the gold jacket. It sounds right, but I think it might be because of the NFL Hall of Fame. Either way. I'm sorry, but it's actually chartreuse. It is chartreuse. Ah, oh, chartreuse. No, jacket. you are correct. It is gold, my friend. Wow. He gets the gold jacket for going five wow. for five. Yes. Happy Gilmore. Tudor steals it and runs off with it. And Happy's old boss, that's Mr. Gilmore's jacket. And he starts running after him. That <laughs> big dude. That's yeah. Mr. Gilmore. Yeah. Uh, so is yeah. this your ball? It struck my foot. Struck my foot. <laughs> <laughs> Got to play it as it lies. <laughs> so yes, and I'll be waiting the ball for you in the parking lot <laughs> after the match. Yes, there it is, my friend. Great. So great job, you crushed some happy goal more. It's been a while, but it's a great movie. So well done. That's a good. At least you didn't right ask there. me like how many, how many bings and bongs the ball hit off of when it hit off that Volkswagen Beetle oh, and the TV stand, and like ding, how many different things ding, did it hit off of, ding. and how many. Yeah. It went through a couple of uh, lead PVC pipes and uh, <laughs> pretty incredible. Yes. Which I think was probably highly illegal and they probably probably would have cleaned it up, but it's all good. Totally. I worth would it. think they would have cleaned it up, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, knows. well done. End of the day, you crushed it. So hats off to you. Thank you, sir. Off to you. Thank you very much. Tee off to me. Well done, me. Okay. Let's move into our DFS lineups for the week. And this is, like I said, this is where things get pretty freaking weird. Um, you want to go first this week and see what you got? <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I just feel like, honestly, the past like four or five weeks, I just I feel like I blacked out when making these lineups. I'm like, ah, and then I'm just like too. I just don't want to change them at that point. So I guess. My my quote unquote strategy this week was middle of the road all the way. <laughs> let's just get mediocre talent and let's just ride them all the way home. So that's fair. That's fair. Okay. So as I say that, my first guy is not mediocre. He's definitely more than mediocre. My quarterback QB one is one Thomas Brady. Um, you think he's going to play the whole like, game? I do just because, and it's also just more of a a feel good just for me because he's on my team. He's my guy. So I want to end the year with him. Just give him a good send off. So going with Tom Brady against the Panthers, $7,500. Okay. And again, they could wrap up that two seed if they win and the uh, uh, Rams lose. So still something to play for there. Still something to play for. Okay. Okay. All right. My running back, you love him. He's one you would do it bet. And um, he's been hot lately. He's still a relatively decent price. So David Montgomery at 6,800 going against the Vikings. Um, Vikings nice. defense not great. And I feel like they're just going to run him into oblivion just to get his. And quarterback situation is always a question mark. Okay. Um, for $6,000, my next running back is Devin Singletary 
I think he has established himself as the lead man in Buffalo. Again, Buffalo still has a lot to play for. They are playing the worst run defense in the Jets. So I'm feeling Devin. He had a great week last week. I'm sorry to say that for you, but going to go for it again. Uh, this guy has been as hot as ever in the past four or five weeks, uh, going with Odell Beckham Jr. as my first wide receiver for 5,800 against the Niners. Uh, again, something to play for, and he's been a touchdown magnet in the past five games. So uh, I liked his value there, going against a so-so pass defense. Okay. Next guy going with, and you're thinking, oh, he's going to come up with a, a huge banger of like 9,000. I'm telling you that, spoiler alert. I'm not. So, yeah. so don't wait. Don't wait for a, a Cooper Cup or a Devontae Adams. It, it's not coming. You're like, why? Uh, so next wide receiver is Michael Pittman Jr. So nice. Colts got a win to get in. They're going against a terrible Jacksonville pass defense. So he was only 5,900. That was a great value. And then this guy is leaving a, a sour taste in your mouth. He's been as hot as anybody in this league. Amon Ra, St. Brown of those Detroit Mighty Lions going for 6,800. So he was surprisingly the most expensive of my wide receivers. Dude, yeah. I, really, just wanted yeah. To get him. I just wanted to get him in there just because he's fun and he's been great. So I kind of put – he was honestly behind Brady, my next person in, just as like, you know what? He's earned it. I wanted to have it. So I can appreciate that. That's a stud, man. He's been balling yes. out. He has been a stud. And uh, this guy, we talked about it a couple times on the podcast, uh, filling in for Dan Wilder, going with Foster Moreau as my tight end. He's been doing solid the past couple weeks, so I figured, why not? Give him a shot. Uh, they're trying to make the playoffs, too. So, again, all these guys have something to play for, except for Amon Ra, but he's playing for pride, man, and he's playing for one pride. He's playing yards. for one pride. He's going to get it. That's right. And they're playing against the Chargers' weak defense. And uh, for all my women's basketball fans out there, for my – Flex, I'm going with the running back, uh, Agumba, Arike Agumbawale. Excuse me. It's uh, Dere Agumbawale of the Jaguars. Close. So, close. Uh, yeah, they were close names. Sorry, Arike. Um, so, yes, Agumbawale for the Jags at 5,200. Since he's been in the starting spot, he's had some good, uh, some good outings. So, you know what? Why not? He's going to be auditioning for that starting spot next year with him and Travis Etienne since James Robinson's going to be out for a while. And rounding it out, my defense, a cool 2,600. Those Cleveland Browns playing against the scrubs of all scrubs and the Bengals backups. All right, so that is my uh, incredibly mediocre team. As I said, it was just kind of I blacked out, went with the middle-of-the-line people, and let's see how that goes. Um, so what you got, man? That's kind of funny. I, I did mine yesterday, and then when I looked at it again this morning, I was like, why did I choose these people? Like, I feel like I blacked out too when I was making it, so I made some adjustments. Unfortunately, we have four the same again this week, so it kind of sucks serious? for me. I'm down like I'm down like 80 points to you. I got to make it up, but uh, I'm really hoping that Brady sits. I don't know. I don't know why he would, but maybe they'll sit in. That maybe could be it, man. Who knows? Maybe just leaving the door just cracked open just enough for me because you know who I'm trotting out at QB. Uh-oh. Justin Fields, let's go! Oh, watch out. There it is. So much vested interest in that pick. At least seven points in that one. Uh, <laughs> at least. 5,400. Uh-oh. He's at 5,400. I've got um, Austin Eckler coming in hot for 8,400. Oh, there it is. I was to say, I always get nervous when your quarterback is in like the 5,000 range. Like, oh, crap. Who's his banger other than Rashad? I Bateman. love. I love to find a real cheap. I love to find a real cheap quarterback and then throw Rashad Bateman out there as banger number one. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we got Eckler at 8,400 taking on Dang. the Raiders in a must-win game. 
Then I've got Singletary. Dingle Sing- Dingle Singletary as well. Same as you. 6,000. Dingle you know, Singletary. I heard Dingle Singletary. Dingle Bingle Sari. <laughs> Hingle McCringleberry. There it is. Uh, yeah, there it is. Um, I've got AJ Brown. Tighten up, baby. 7,000. Taking You know what? Houston, Texas. I, I was super close to putting on AJ. I was like, ah, I just don't know if I want to do it for 7,000. But I was literally this close to putting in AJ. So, interesting. Must win game. I think they got to go to him. Uh, I almost took Deontay Foreman for the same reason. I think he's going to have a big game too. Now that we had so many of the same, I kind of wish I had, but <laughs> that's all right. Um, I went Darnell Mooney, 5,900 to pair okay. him with Fields. Taking on that Viking secondary that's been total trash. And he's a he's a big play guy. If I need big big plays, boom or bust, you know, that's what I need. True. I had Michael Pittman Jr., same as you. Ah. Um, 5,900 taking on the Jags in, in another must win game. I had Foster Moreau, same as you, 3,400, <laughs> taking course. on the Chargers, of course. Um, and then my flex, I'm going with Jarrett Patterson, running back for the football team, taking on the Giants. Uh, the money seemed right. I mean, I think he's going to get the start over Gibson. I think they're going to shelf Gibson, and he's 5,300. Um, he scored last week, looked, looked pretty decent. Uh, I don't know, it's a bit of a dart throw, but we'll see what happens there. And then I, too, am taking the Browns defense because I think Cincinnati is going to rest all their starters. <laughs> Browns 2,600. Yeah. Uh, give me that. Give me that all day. There's my crew. Yeah, man. If Brady sits and you get a big Chicago day, could be a different story. So I wouldn't I wouldn't count you out even though we had four of the same. That's true. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I need about 80 to make this one up. All right. So we'll see what happens with that crew. I've got some sports book picks for us here. And same caveat as before. Check these, I'd say, before Sunday because – or on Sunday, probably Saturday, Sunday, whenever these teams play, because we just don't know with COVID and injuries and which teams are sitting and starting and whatnot. Um, as it stands right now, I like these plays. I like Kansas City to smash Denver, minus 10 and a half. That's a big number. It's at Denver. I don't love all of that, but they've got to win, and I think they need to feel like they're carrying momentum into the playoffs. So I'm taking them minus 10 and a half. I like the Chargers to beat the Raiders by more than three. I mean, I think this these teams should not be close. Um, I think the only reason they are is because of the inconsistency of the Chargers. So give me a Chargers minus three in a game where I think they come out and play well. Uh, I'll take that one. I think you're going to see an under from the Tennessee and Houston game. Uh, once the Titans get up on the Texans, I think they'll ground and pound. And I think the Titans defense has been playing lights out recently. They're not going to give up anything to Houston. So even if the Titans put up 28 or 30 points, I don't think the Houston Texans are going to get over 10. So I, I still think they'll be under 43. And then my parlay is Kansas City over Denver, Indy over Jacksonville, Chargers over Vegas. The Chargers-Vegas odds are the best of the three, so it helps me get to plus 115 when I pair them all together. I like that parlay because, as you said, it's not like huge odds. Still still in the plus, and those look like pretty good ones. Still going to double your money. Do it, man. I like it. All right. Well, speaking of do it, it is time for our do it pet of the week. Do it. Do it. But first, real quick, I just realized something. So I, excuse me, in our research for this Do It Better the Week game, I was looking back at the Bears and Giants box score. Yep, I was too. And I noticed something. (laughs) And I noticed, and I forgot, that another Chicago quarterback played in that game and threw an interception. Not a quarterback. So he, (laughs) he was for that play. You're gonna you're gonna count that interception that David Montgomery threw against me. I don't know, man. 
I'm just saying. We didn't say all Chicago passing plays. We said all Chicago <laughs> quarterbacks. <laughs> we'll leave that one on the uh, cutting room floor. We'll let the uh, we'll we'll think we'll stew about that one. If I lose by one, we're counting okay. that. If I don't, we'll... you know what? That's actually fair. that's fair. <laughs> so anyway, let's go back to Asterisk. our bet of this week. Asterisk play. Let's go back to our do a better of the week this week. What do we got, so the, Kemp? What the are we reason doing? you were checking out that box score is because we are taking <laughs> the Washington football team and the New York Giants, the shittiest of shit matchups, and we're drafting players from that game only, four apiece for oh, a do it. Why do we have to do four? Does it have to be it's four? It's gotta be piece? four because as I started writing them down of like the, the draftable <laughs> player pool, it got grim really quickly, and that's really that's what that's what makes it fun. Oh, that makes it vomit. Yep. But okay. All right. Let's flip some For coins. For this one, I'm going with a special coin, the Susan B. Anthony dollar coin. Ooh. All right, Susan. That's what we're Come going on, with. Susie. So we've got. I want to see Susie's face. Let's see if we do. Or we see the eagle on the back. All right. Flipping it. Susan. Susan. Eagle. Susan. Eagle. Damn it. Susan. <laughs> <laughs> devastation this is devastating. give me that first pick and give me the only credible quarterback in this matchup give me nathan fire god i needed the first pick so badly for that exact reason (laughs) give me nathan fire screwed (laughs) okay um yeah i i don't even think i'm gonna draft the quarterback from new york honestly i don't even know if i'm gonna i don't think you should (laughs) um there are three there are three legitimate players on any team left. here. There are three players left. left. Yes. Um, You're getting two of I'm them. I'm getting two of them. And I just got to figure out which two I want. I mean, I would have an inkling, but I'm not going to say yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I think to counter you, I've got to go with McLaurin. So I'll take... I think you got to go with Ricky Seals Jones. I'll take Terry That's McLaurin. <laughs> I think I will take Terry Damn. McLaurin. And then it's just okay. a big question mark in the other two. Um... I think because I've got Washington going, I think I'm going to take Jarrett Patterson. Ah, damn it. I figured you were going to do that. Son of a gun. All right. Well, give me Saquon. And God. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to take Kenny Galladay. Go ahead. Do it. (laughs) You know what? I really don't want to. Oh my God! I'm almost more inclined to take Devonte Booker. <laughs> Just, I mean, they split carries last week. It's 21 carries for Saquon, 18 for Booker. I thought that was really interesting. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's so gross. Um, ugh. Yeah. Screw it. Give me Devonte Booker. Just give me that backfield. <laughs> Booker has actually looked pretty solid this year, so surely one of them will put something together. And yeah, I just—I will say, hedging my bets, getting my hand cut. We got to listen to this, okay? Because this is incredible. We didn't talk about this earlier in the Bears game. Mike Glennon went four of eleven for twenty-four yards and two interceptions in that game. That's the entire passing offense of the Giants. Okay, he ended because of sacks for thirty yards. He ended with negative six total yards. Negative six yards. I, I mean, that's unbelievable. But to be fair, yeah. Even in that bad of a game, you got 161 rushing yards on 40 carries from the running backs. So, yeah. like, you got to go that route. I will not take Mike Glennon. I don't even think I will take Jake Fromm because I don't know who's going to start and who's going to play. I don't want either <laughs> one of them. So, 
I'm just not taking a quarterback. Um, I am going to go with Cam Sims, another Washington wide receiver, and see how he does because he's been like, you know, decent. And then really going to screw you with this pick. You did not see this coming. But give me Joey Sly, the kicker for Washington. Is that allowed? That is allowed. Wow. You got one more pick, you know. I know I do. Uh, In all transparency, Mike Glennon is out. Okay, so Jake Fromm is starting. If if that helps. Go ahead and take Jake Fromm then. Have them both. I just wanted to make sure you knew if in case you want to take Jake Fromm. So with that being said, I'll give me some Jake Fromm. (laughs) (laughs) I almost took Joey Sly and Graham Gano. (laughs) I really might have taken Gano over Cam Sims, honestly. Like, uh, can I just take uh, both defenses? Yes. You know what? Actually, yeah, you could have. But I don't think I'd even like those, honestly. I right. know which one to take. Uh, so here's how the, the kicker is going to work. We're going to use fantasy scoring. So if it's a 40-yard field goal, it's four points. If it's 50-plus, it's five. PATs are one. Right. Everything's shorter than 40 is three points. What about missed kicks? No, no penalties. Uh, in some leagues, there are missed kicks. In some penalties. leagues, but standard scoring does not have penalties for missed kicks or missed PATs. Ugh, this is so disgusting. I already want to vomit. That's because you know Joey Sly is going to get 20 points. And Joey Sly honestly is going to be. He is. <laughs> and that's the disgusting part. Oh, God. <laughs> I will give you the opportunity to take Graham Gano instead of Jake Fromm if you'd like nope. to. I'm locking in a Jake Fromm. I'm locking him in. Locked. Oh, man. Again, this could be totally stupid. Like, the quarterbacks could ball out and each have 300 yards and four <laughs> touchdowns. Like, who knows? But there's also a good chance that Jake Fromm. Gets you three points. I mean, I have three giants. I have I have <laughs> all Washington. I don't feel I great about giant. that. <laughs> all right. Well, that's our do a bit of the week. Feel free to join us in drafting your own Washington football team players and or giants. This is what we would do in blast. fantasy if we were the two remaining teams in like a constellation yes. round, right? Oh, this would have been even worse than Bengals Dolphins. That it year. would have been so even much way worse, worse because neither of these teams so can move worse. the ball. Yeah, that would have been really bad. Um, so with that, I say that Terry McLaurin, Jarrett Patterson, Cam Sims, and Joey Sly score more fantasy points than Nathan Favre himself, Taylor Heineke, Saquon Barkley, Devontae Booker, and Jake Fromm State Farm. Do it. Do it. Jake Fromm State Farm. I like that. Did you make that's probably something? No, I've heard that. You, you I didn't, didn't make that up. Know. Okay. I was gonna say that's pretty clever. All right. Well, I say Taylor Heineke, Saquon Barkley of 2019. Devontae Booker of a few weeks ago, Jake Fromm from college, are going to score more points than Terry McLaurin, Terry pa- Terry Pat. Why was I saying Terry Patterson? Jarrett Patterson, Cam Sims, and your kicker, Joey Sly. Do it. Do it. Do, do it. it. Do it. Washington football team, get a new mascot in February. Do it. Do it. Oh, we should just start doing bets on that. What's it going to be? It's going to be like the Warriors. It's going to be something like oh, that. probably. Or it's going to go oh, completely away from it. Pandas. <laughs> the pandas. That would be amazing. Yeah. Just go with the panda bears. Just go with the bears. Oh, <laughs> the panda bears. <laughs> so it's the panda versus the yeah. bears. Like, panda oh, bears versus confusing. the bears. <laughs> <laughs> this is confusing. Could we not have this happen? All right, man. Well, last week, the NFL season. Hats off to you. Let's see what happens. Got a lot, lot going on this uh, in this last week, so it'll be fun to see what happens in the games. 
be super fun to see what happens in this giant football team game. So that's that's the game of the week. You don't be paying so. attention now. I mean, that's that's <laughs> the fun part about it is I'm at least going to pay that's attention. True. See what happens. We just increased our viewership by fifty percent just by us watching. That's true. That's true. But do we get a medium free medium coke for that? Maybe I think only one. one of us does. Oh, one that's right. Does. Okay. Okay. <laughs> only the uh, lead account holder. Okay. So I don't. I think you would have to flip a coin to see. Oh, I don't want to be associated with it. <laughs> yeah. so. Susan B. Anthony says, "I get a free Coca Cola." All right. <laughs> all right. Medium. No refills. Medium. No refills. But hey, man. With all this being said, have a great weekend. Good luck, and uh, as always, keep on folding. Fold it. Go. You like that, old man? You want a piece of me? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. Oh!